The Tao of Self-Confidence, Episode 381. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. Visit our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. Well, hello, friend. Welcome to the Tao of Self-Confidence, where I share stories of amazing women who have discovered their inner journey to self-confidence. I'm your host today, Sheena Yapchan, and today I have an amazing lady on the show today. She is a product designer, and I'm just really excited to have her on to share her story on self-confidence. So without further ado, I'm going to introduce you to Mary Tao. Mary, how are you today? Maybe you can fill in a little bit more about yourself to our listeners. Sure. Hi, Sheena. Uh, thank- glad to be on the show. Thanks so much for having me. Like Sheena introduced me, I'm Mary, I'm a product designer, and currently I'm at Amazon and I'm working on the Alexa service. I'm working on the Alexa voice service. So this is specifically referring to uh, the Alexa tech, not like the voice you speak to when you turn on an Echo device, whether it's the Echo Tower or the Dot, or now we have the Tap as well. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Mary, what's your cultural background? I'm a first-generation American. Uh, my parents immigrated here from Ch- mainland China. I was born in the U.S. So my mom came from northern China in Harbin, and my dad came from more southern China in Shanghai. Yeah, I was born in Louisiana, so I kind of grew up in the south a little bit and then moved to California for high school, and then I went to college on the East Coast. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And Mary, what would be your favorite self-confidence quote? So my favorite self-confidence quote, I don't really have a quote that comes to mind when I think about this, but there's like a couple of mantras I do like to tell myself when I'm unsure about something. So I guess one thing that feeds into these mantras is that people are always telling you, oh, you should just like take any opportunity that comes by. And that doesn't really quite roll off the tongue for me to get myself over the hump of like, should I do something or should I not? I'm like, I always tell myself, oh, you know, there's two things. I say, you only YOLO once, which is kind of like weirdly meta. And then there's also, um, I'm always telling myself I'm living my best life. So I think the first part is that it's kind of like a really ridiculous thing to say because it's like YOLO is already kind of a stupid term already. And then in like adding another layer of like you only YOLO wants to is just kind of like, well, this is a really stupid thing to say, but you know, this is, maybe this is the right thing to do and I just need to go for it. And the only way to find out is if I do. So let's say, for example, I'm going to an indoor trampoline house or or like an indoor gymnasium for like doing amateur gymnastics. I'm like, I've never done this before, so I should just go do it. And then I'll tell myself my stupid mantra of YOLO once, and then I make myself like jump off a cliff into a foam pit or something. And then uh, once I am doing something and I'm feeling somewhat confident about it, I'm just like, you know, I am like, things could be worse. And then I feel pretty good about, I try to make the most of every situation. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I'm just living my best life over here. And then if someone's trying to hate on me, I'm just like, you know what? Like, no, I'm living my best life (laughs) as much as I can within my means. So yeah, I guess I kind of always find myself saying those two things. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing then. I love those sayings. I know, you know, the term YOLO sounds weird sometimes, but I mean, it's true, right? You live, you, you only live once. So you make the most of it you make you live your best life and it just you know ties into confidence because it's like you're willing to go out there and live your best life no matter what happens so I really like I really like the mantras that you have and in your own words how do you define self-confidence self-confidence I don't think it's something that's 
can be defined. Um, it's always something that depends on what the moment is and what you're trying to accomplish and what your goals are. Um, if I'm going towards a goal, uh, let's say, let's just talk more generally about, I guess, like career goals. I want to progress from what my, like from current individual contributor to like a management type of role, then I guess confidence is knowing that I'm on the right path or doing the right things day to day that would ensure that I'm going towards the right direction. I think confidence like it can be confidence in doing art, which is my back one of my, my background, or it can be confidence in doing that career climb. Does that kind of make sense? Yeah, totally. Sometimes we just feel like we don't know if what we're doing is right or wrong, but you have like that, you know, that intuition, that inner feeling, um, inner knowing that you know whatever you're doing, you're you're on that path, even if you don't know what it looks like, even if there's like all these squiggly roads that you have to go through, you know, you're you're on that path and that direction and you just feel better and you have that confidence to keep going. So I really love that definition that you mentioned. And Mary, what was your life like before your discovery of self-confidence? I don't think I've discovered self-confidence yet. It's a day-to-day thing that I'm always kind of on the t- on the tip of my mind. Like, oh, you know, I make sure like I'm feeling good about myself. I guess before I came to a more conscious realization of like every day I should strive to feel good or like to do something that makes me feel good or I know is the right thing to do. It was kind of, I was in this space where I wasn't confident in being a designer. Um, so I can talk a little bit about that and how I found my confidence now and how it led to where I am today. So before my current role as a product designer at Amazon, I was studying graphic design at the Rhode Island School of Design. And the curriculum for that particular area of teaching is very traditional. They teach you about color theory and typography and how to lay out uh, print design. And there wasn't much around design as as it is known in, I'd say, Silicon Valley. So when I came out here after school, after going through this really intensive graphic design, traditional graphic design program and uh, being really open and like trying to answer open ended questions with design and more as trying to answer more abstract things. When you come to Silicon Valley design, when I first came out here a couple of years ago, was a means to an end of a company achieving like that unicorn status that is so often talked about out here. So there wasn't really a place for a designer to have a seat at the table, so to speak. And it was more like, oh, there's going to be the product manager and there's going to be the CEO and there's going to be like the engineer and they're going to talk about the product. And then once all the definition has been done and we give it to the designer and they'll make that pretty thing and then that'll be our product. So I was feeling kind of like I'm a design robot, like I'm here just here to like fulfill a task. I'm not really here to be creative and to help out with any product or company definition even. And then that was really hard for me the first year after school because I was like, am I a designer? Am I an artist or a creative person? Like, there's no room for that here. And I really struggled with that. But eventually, like, one thing that helped me in this particular space was understanding how to compartmentalize, like, the work that I do on the day-to-day basis and then also, like, the creative work that I seek to strive and helping to understand the difference between those two and like as a creative person, what it is I need to do, I need to do and what it is that I want to do um, and have, making the time for both of so those things really gave me balance and then uh, gave me more confidence in my work because I could understand the parameters of like how I'm contributing valuably in my job, my day job, and then how I'm contributing to myself in my creative efforts like when I'm not working at Amazon or any other company that I, or any freelance work that I was taking on at the time. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And yeah, you know, sometimes when we feel like you said, you know, going to school was very traditional. It's like there was only one way and you feel like, you know, that can't be the only way. And if you don't follow that way, it's like you don't know if you're doing something right or wrong. Not realizing, you know, it's just a person's point of view, their perception, how it should look like. And, you know, it's great that you're able to find 
like a balance of those, right? Because having a good balance and it helps you to actually be more creative and be able to have have this. You know, when you wake up in the morning, like you don't feel so heavy. You have this. You feel so light, and you feel like you can take on the world. Yeah, it's helpful because because I understand now the difference between the creative work I do at work for Amazon, just to take that as an example, and the creative work that I do in my own time. So understanding that helps me work better and be more confident in my Amazon work because I understand what I need to do versus like trying to fit in some creative spark that might not necessarily help any product, whether it's my own or like the product as a whole. And, you know, because of this um, realization, what's your life been like now? At work, I'm able to focus on the task at hand. I'm able to deliver a what I need to deliver, but also find creative ways to make the product better and to ensure that I'm creating a really good user experience for the person on the other end. And then in my spare time, I'm able to think about like what kind of creative projects I want to take on next. Uh, recently, I just did like an illustration series on Instagram just for my own self. And then I'm also able to think more about like what I want to do as a creative person outside of work, um, whether that's painting or doing calligraphy or doing like any other illustrations for friends and being able to talk about those things outside of work and finding the right people to talk to about those things is, is really nice. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. You know, to the woman who's listening to your episode, you know, she may be in a similar journey to self-confidence. What would be that one tip you would give to her? I'd say self-confidence is something that you know you do well. It's, I think it sucks to learn something new because you're afraid of failing. And when you start out at something, you're always 100% of the time going to be failing and you're never going to be good at it. But if you want to be good at something, then you just have to keep doing it. And the only way to be good at something is to practice all the time. And confidence sometimes does come in the form of validation from others. Let's say in the form of drawing. Drawing, as you ultimately, if you boil it down, it's still a skill. Everything is a skill that can be learned up to a point. And then how far you decide to take it after learning that skill, and that's the creative part, is what gives you confidence because other people are like, oh my god, you're good at this thing and you're really creative. So that's more like, I guess, in a visual drawing sense or illustration sense. But Let's say if you wanted to learn how to dance, you have never done it before because my parents actually never let me like take my never let my my sister take art classes in, in high school because they weren't honor, like honors classes. So she only did like math and science courses. But if you really want to do something art related and you have the means to do it, then I think you should go out and try to explore something early and then build up some small skills and try to express yourselves within that skills. And then that can give you confidence. My friend Karen Chang, she actually learned how to dance in 100 days, and she was just like, you know, I really want to dance. So she just took dance lessons and danced every day. She has, like, she's fortunate enough to have, like, a big mirror in her room, so she would just dance in front of that mirror. And there's a compilation of it on YouTube, and she would just, like, you can see her progression from, like, day one where she was just, like, you know, just kind of really robotic in her dance moves, and not because she's trying to do the robot. <laughs> but but then she gets to the end of her 100 days, and it's, like, really fluid, and she knows how to express herself with the skills that she has, and that you can see her confidence rising because she knows she's skilling up. So whether you're doing visual arts or, like, dancing or any other thing, if you just ha- have at it every day, you know that you can have confidence in the fact that you're getting better at it every day. And, yeah, there's going to be haters who are just like, oh, you know, you're doing that thing again, or, you know, you're trying out a new thing, cool, let me know how that goes. And it's like, yeah, you should follow up with them, be like, yeah, let me show you how that went. It went really fucking well. Look at me now. So maybe even aiming for that day where it's like you can get back at everyone and say, look at how fucking awesome I am now at that thing that you said I was going to be, like, really dumb at. 
Awesome. Well, those are great tips. And that's amazing. You know, your friend doing 100 days of dancing, it just goes to show like you can start at the bottom and, you know, just keep going at it and see where it can lead you. I mean, especially people love seeing, you know, other people who start something from scratch and naturally progress, you know, whether it's 21 days, 90 days, 100 days, one year, two years, like, you know, people will always be rooting for you because they know that you're just genuinely doing something that you love. And you're just not quitting, you know, and it's just like you just keep going at it no matter what the, the the outcome is. So, you know, that was a great story that you shared. And if our listeners wanted to get to know a little bit more about you and what you do, check out some of your work. Um, is there any links or social media profiles we can connect with? I'm on Instagram. So I have like some illustrations that I did and it's a really catchy hashtag. Um, it's 100 days of magic realism. So it's not really catchy at all. <laughs> um, but basically, what I was doing was there's this Twitter account called the Magical Realism Bot. So every day it tweets out like a compilate. It's a Twitter bot that just makes a mashup of words from like uh, different magical realism authors and common news items that are happening, like news headlines that are happening to the, for the day. None of these were illustrated. So I was like, look, there's content on this thing every day. And at the time when I started my 100 days, I was like, I'm not feeling very creative. It was at my previous position. And I was like, I'm not feeling very creative because I'm working on product design. And yeah, it's creative because I'm solving like user experience problems. But it's not creative in just like a purely creation type of thing where I have some control over what I'm making. So I was like, well, the first place, I don't have time right now to really invest in like making extremely new things and like starting on massive gorgeous paintings from scratch. So I was like, well, there's this Twitter bot that's making new content every day and all I have to do is draw it, right? So if I, and I have like this skill in drawing, so I was like, I might as well just exercise those muscles because I haven't done that in a while. And every day I took like half an hour or an hour to draw it out in the morning. And then after a while it was done because it, it, I don't know, I just want to do it every day. So I really liked that illustration series. And yeah, you can check it out on 100 Days of Magical Realism on Instagram. There's about 100 or so of those. I did. I think I did a little bit more because it was. I just kind of lost count. And then, um, yeah, I really like that. And then you can go to my site, uh, marytowdesign.com. I've got design and stuff on there. And you can send me an email if you like. We can talk about art. Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that. And that's a cool concept that you were doing. So definitely we'll check that out on Instagram. And to our listeners, if you want to connect with Mary, you can also head on over to the com and search for Mary's name. Her show notes will pop up along with everything else we talked about. And I just want to thank Mary for taking the time to share her story with us and tips on self-confidence. So thank you so much. Awesome. Thank you so much, Sheena, for setting this up. Not a problem. It was great having you on the show. And to our listeners, be on the lookout for another new episode of Another Amazing Woman's Journey to Self-Confidence. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to another amazing episode of the Tao of Self-Confidence. Get your free self-talk tape for building self-confidence by visiting our website at thetaoofselfconfidence.com. Your inner journey to self-confidence awaits. 